It is April 15th, 2019. Bam! Remix of the usual intro music. You know why? Because I am doing things differently for this episode of Paradox of Civility. So what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to revisit The Hate Project, episode 27, and basically comment uh, as the episode is going along. So you'll start listening to The Hate Project episode, which aired on April 15th. Wow, fucking exact six years ago. That's crazy. I don't think I've had that experience yet where an episode of Paradox of Civility landed exactly on the date of the Hate Project episode that I was uh, re-examining. That's really exciting. Now, wow, maybe uh, something in the space-time continuum will implode. Maybe we've passed through that black hole that they discovered just now, just recently, this past week, which should humble all of us, folks. Really, humble all of us. I don't think it's going to, but, you know, you, you get it. You, you all, my fans, you, you all the fans. I'm like Chris Hardwick now. You all get it. The fans, yeah, the fans. Yeah, yeah, I could do this with the fans. Oh, gosh, I mentally abused my girlfriends. Okay, so sorry about that. Um, anyways, so uh, that's what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to hear the episode. I'm going to comment on the episode. I'm going to just break into the episode and comment on the conversation currently happening. I will uh, comment on conversations coming up in the episode. And just to let you know um, what you're about to hear, um, the Hate Project episode 27 uh, has been heavily edited from its original broadcast. I basically selected um, a few clips uh, for this particular podcast that you're listening to right now. And one of them, um, and this was really interesting, a guy named Mandelicon, um, older African-American gentleman calls in. Uh, I don't always follow the conversation and what he's saying, but it's a really, really interesting voice uh, that he brings to this show, and it's the only time he called in. I'll talk about it more when we get to that point in the episode. So, um, yeah, basically, um, Dragon, the resident Klansman, also comes back in. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, I interact with people in the chat room as well. So that's really what's gonna what you're about to hear in this episode. Um, as re in regards to uh, current events, I'm sure that there are obviously like current events of hatred and hate mongering and supremacist groups, uh, specifically white supremacist groups uh, causing trouble. Um, I don't have anything right now that I'm going to mention that is quite relevant to uh, to uh, this particular episode. Um, there were some church burnings. I'll mention this part and I'll, I'll let it go because I'm still not sure what was going on, but I can guess. Um, so there were three historically black churches set ablaze uh, in Louisiana. This past, it was discovered this past week, and they found a they found a suspect, and his name is Holden Matthews, and he is the son of an actual. Um, he's a son of a local sheriff's deputy. Now. Uh, you know, these are black churches being set on fire. We can guess that uh, racism is a motivation, but people are now saying that he was into black metal and he, you know, was adopting some of the basic, um, you know, uh, the tenets of that mythology that is often associated with black metal. Now, I just want to make this super clear. Uh, in mentioning all this, I'm not blaming black metal. I think it's 
probably I don't know enough about it, but it's probably a wonderful art form. Um, but um, it hasn't quite been solidified that hate has been a motivation. Um, I don't know how much, um, you know, black metal has, uh, I was reading another article about this, uh, you know, there's the influence of mythology, of Norse mythology and things like that. But an article in The Advocate actually uh, mentioned that a lot of that Norse mythology and symbolism has been adopted by neo-Nazis and other white supremacists. Um, and I've talked about this in uh, some of the neo-Nazis who have called into my show, uh, The Hate Project, and you've heard them if you're listening to this podcast, Paradox of Civility. They, um, they basically uh, claim to be pagans. So I don't know how much uh, if there's an overlap between the two because paganism seems to have a Nazi problem as well. Um, so I don't know how much they overlap and, you know, somebody else can be more of an expert on that and I'm willing to be corrected on this. But yeah, uh, if you're a fan of black metal, I'm not besmirching you, and uh, please listen to black metal. Um, but that's uh, the big story that I can uh, think of right now. Um, I don't know how much um, anything from that story is overlapping with what you're about to hear in this particular uh, episode, at least in a very you know more micro-specific manner. Anyways, here is the Hate Project episode 27. I will be commenting through it instead of giving you a long, long, long speech at the top of the episode. Okay. At the beginning of this episode, I lay out the mission of the Hate Project, so I won't repeat it right now because you're about to hear it. Um, I also lay out some ground rules about people not making any threats or using violent language in general um, because that was an issue that came up in the previous 26 episodes. Um, then also I explained that I don't want people talking over me or using my show as a platform for them to sermonize or to just spread their propaganda. All right. Well, welcome back to the hate project. Now, what is the hate project? Well, it's an internet online radio show exploring hate, exploring the reasons for why people hate each other. Why do people hate each other for cultural reasons? Why do people hate each other based on race, gender, sexual orientation, national identity? Why do people hate each other based on political reasons? Why do people hate each other based on personal reasons? We don't really explore that here on TalkShoe. So I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to explore that with you guys as well. I really am. So welcome to the show, everybody. The way this works is that anyone is welcome to anonymously call in and chat and express their real feelings of racism, sexism, homophobia, so that we can explore them. Also, uh, people of color, women, LGBTQ community members are welcome to call in as well and uh, you know express their own experiences with bigotry and prejudice, or if they themselves harbor ugly feelings. All right? Everyone got it? Everyone good? All right. Excellent work, everybody. I really like what I'm seeing. It's kind of empty. Um, the only thing, you can call in and talk about what you want, chat about what you want. The only thing is that do not make any threats towards anybody. If you disagree with someone... You don't get to make threats. That's just the way it is. Nobody gets to make any threats at all. Um, what other ground rules are there? 
oh, um, if you talk over me, I might hang up on you. Like, oh, this isn't like a place for you to give your sermons. Like, it, it's here to have a conversation, and that's it. So please don't start ranting and talking over me. I hate that. See, we just identified something I hate. Rudeness. That's going to be the next project. I hate rudeness. Like when I hold the door open for someone and they don't say thank you. I'm going to start a hate group um, against those people. (laughs) These these door no acknowledgers are not are polluting our society. We're gonna have a holding door rally where they walk out and we just scream you're welcome at them passive aggressively. <laughs> In this next section, um I basically was trying to do something new in terms of interaction with people calling into the hate project or, you know, typing in the chat room on the hate project by offering to do dramatic rendition of the song Accidental Racist by Brad Paisley featuring LL Cool J. Um, This song had come out and it was a big joke. Uh, It was really dunked on by everybody with half a brain and half a sense of taste. Um, So uh, I offered to do the song with someone. Did anyone take me up on this offer? Keep listening and find out at the end. I I am going to be doing a dramatic rendition of the Brad Paisley song called Accidentally Racist. Um, easily one of the worst songs of all time. Um, I mean, that's what's kind of offensive about it. That's actually a, a really abysmally horrible song. But, hey, guys... I will be doing a dramatic rendition of that. Um, and here's my offer to you folks. If anybody wants to call in and read and do a rendition of the LL Cool J lyrics with me, you're more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to. I would love that. So you and I can do a fun scene together. That would be great. Um, I'll be doing the uh, accidental racist, uh, a dramatic rendition of that song later on, like like as if like it's a scene. It's gonna be some Marlon Brando shit, guys. And anyone here is welcome to call. Anyone here is welcome to call in and do a scene with me, a dramatic rendition of that song, playing the LL Cool J part. You know that verse. If you want to listen to this horrible song, I don't know why you want to do this to yourself, but uh, do you guys? Uh, so, have you guys? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The accidental racist song. Has anyone been following that crap? Brad Paisley, country singer. I'm sure somebody out here is a fan of that guy. Anybody? Anyone? <laughs> Not me. Well, you can click on that song, but Dragon, you don't, you don't have to have heard it. Um, basically, uh, all right, you know what? I'm not even going to explain it to you. You can listen to the song. You can read the lyrics here. I'm just going to put the lyrics. And um, it's a song about, you know, it starts out with Brad Paisley, this white dude wearing a Confederate flag, T-shirt in Starbucks. Somebody gets mad at him. 
And then it just makes him think about racism, guys. But he still wants to wear his shirt. He doesn't really sort of understand what racism is by the end of the song. And LL Cool J really does not help at all. If you won't touch my do-rag, I won't touch your red flag. Do-rag and the Confederate flag are really not the same thing. I'm just throwing that out there. Um... But here's my question, guys. Soul Train, you haven't heard it? Uh, I don't know how you guys feel. I wonder, to you guys, this, should, this, this song's been getting a lot of uh, kind of press lately. So for you guys who are uh, actually intentional racists, does that really, does that really burn you guys? I, I've been working on being racist on purpose, and this guy comes along, and he gets all this press by being accidentally racist? No, I got a Ph.D. in racism, man. I paid my racist dues. <laughs> oh, gosh. You guys missed me. You know it. <laughs> what? This is unfair. It's like... It's like basically like you've been working at a company for 20 years, and this young buck gets the uh, promotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait! Why, why is he getting promoted? Why are you, why are you talking to him? I'm racist for real. He just stumbled into racism. So in this next section, I talk about Nimbusters. So Nimbusters was like this online forum. Um, I've mentioned it. Uh, it's come up on the Hate Project, and I've, of course, talked about it on this podcast as well. Kind of similar to 4chan or those Reddit forums um, where people just shitpost and uh, you can't tell if they're being serious or not. Um, And so some people claim that it's people trolling national identitarians uh, or fascists. But I mean, when I was on there, I just thought it was a forum for fascists. So, you know, I think it was maybe a mix of people trolling and then actual racists. I'm still not sure. And I don't think it exists anymore. But, um, yeah, you can look it up. The Hate Project is the official show, The Nimbusters. Guess number four, are you are – you, if you're, you're in OPP, are you part of Nimbusters too? Because I don't get Nimbusters. I still don't get it. Like what am I missing on that shit? I'm, I'm really confused by it, to be perfectly honest. Like – you post in Nimbusters. Um, well, guess number four. Here's my question. Like, it's it seems like it's a really ra- like it's people like who are making fun of nationalist movements, but they themselves are really racist and ignorant as well. Am I am I getting that? Because like, I tried, man. I tried to look it up because a lot of people have mentioned that name throughout the the course of my show, and um, I tried to get through it. I couldn't. I tried a couple times. I could not do it. I'm like, they're like the like the horrible YouTube comments, like calling like you know, you know, fucking like you know, nigger Obama, like like when you see like like a, a cute cat video or something on YouTube, you you love like like people will sit there and just start being like you know, Obama's a Muslim, and and you know, Jews. Jews flew those planes into the two towers in 9/11. You see a lot of those comments on Nimbusters. 
So you are writing. You get that because a lot of racist posts there. But if you look deeply, you will find antis there too. Okay. You're right. It is the internet in general, and there you go. I I could not stomach it, and I don't have a weak stomach. Like I I mean, geez, you're listening to this fucking show. This show is a train wreck of of just disgustingness. And like there have been times with this show where like I've gotten off like the air. And I've just been like, God, I really like need to jump off a bridge. This is, I've lost faith in humanity. So this is something that keeps coming up for me, especially in these later episodes uh, that I was doing the hate project where I wonder if it's doing any good, if it's worth it even. I'm trying to assess uh, what the show really is and uh, whether it's worth it. So, uh, I don't know, guys. It's crazy. But um, I, but that's my own fault because that's, that's I've kind of set the show up that way. So that's my fault. I'm not, I'm not playing the victim here. It's like I've invited people to um, to call in and express themselves honestly. Um, you know, I'll be I'm, I'm just going to sort of give a summation of the show right now uh, as it stands. So uh, so um, I need to grow a bigger pair than man, a bigger pair. Then man, okay, all right. You're, you needed a comma there, guest number three. So my summation of the show, um, I'm trying to get some. I'm, I'm in the works right now. I'm getting some. I'm working on some guests for some longer interviews, which is very exciting. If that comes through, that's gonna be killer. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I have some like really interesting uh, irons in the fire coming up. Um, Daryl Lamont Jenkins is on my list as well. Um, he's uh, if he agrees to it, whenever he's ready. I don't want to pressure the guy. I know he's going, you know, whenever he's ready. I'd rather he be comfortable. So, but guess four, if you want to tell him, please tell him. I'm interested in having him. Um, so that's that's what's that's what I'll be doing going forth a little bit with this show. My my summation of the show is like I feel a little more. I still feel confused about the motivations behind a lot of people who who have called into the show and um, and. Um, and why they have come to where they are. And and one of the reasons was um, I was like re-listening to that Logan Hunter interview I did a couple weeks ago. He called in to my show, and I, I kept kind of like saying, hey, kind of, why am I qualifying it? I kept asking him, like, was there an incident that happened? What what makes you, what, you know, makes you come to your beliefs? And he kept saying, well, I've been taught to kiss the Jew man's ass, and 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 you know that being white is evil, and I I kind of was like, who taught you that? And, and he could never name anybody or anything. And a lot of people on here, they've never had an interaction with a black person that was negative, at least before they joined the, their hate group. And I just wonder, like, one of the motivations of this book, or this book, this show. This show is uh, this Flannery O'Connor story called The Artificial Nigger. Um, If you guys like good writing, I I suggest you read Flannery O'Connor. If you're indeed racist, you probably won't like it because she calls out the ugly culture of post-war South for what it is. Um, And so... 
the whole story is about this grandfather who takes his son, his grandson to the city. And basically, like, this grandfather just reveals himself to be a piece of shit. Just, just a piece of shit. Like, his son, his grandson at one point, you know, gets attacked. And it's, his, it's because of the fault of the grandfather. The grandfather, like, made him do something. And, um, and so the only way that they reconcile with each other is they see the statue of a black person. And then they start making cracks about the artificial nigger. It's a great story. I did not explain it very well, but I recommend you read it. It's, it's a really compelling story, and it says a lot about the psychology of of people. And um, I kind of just feel like a lot of you, a lot of the folks out here who are part of these movements, there are. It's like this fear of life, and you need somebody to blame for that almost. Or this fear of of looking at yourself, honestly. By the way, if anyone disagrees with me, call in. I don't mind. Or you can say something in the chat here. Um, And it's almost like this sort of, I'm afraid of life, or I recognize weakness within myself. So I need, like, uh, the other... I need the other to to take it out on. What's going on in this uh this chat here? Guess four and dragon are battling a little bit. Well guys. Guess four. So anyway, sorry, I gave a very bungled uh, explanation of this book, but it's a it's a great book. Um, I want to talk about some stuff in the news here this past week. So there was this Republican uh, county. I'm just going to post this. Uh, this Republican county commissioner who used the racist expression "nigger rigging" during official meeting, and then this guy says he isn't racist because he has a black friend. I'll post this like article here. So I'm referring to uh, Kansas County Commissioner, Republican Kansas County Commissioner Jim Giles, who used this phrase back in 2013. I'll post an article about that down below as well. But um, it always astounds me that everybody's so surprised about the existence or the presidency of Donald Trump because he's the culmination of this major political party and their point of view on basically anyone who's not a rich, straight, white male. So uh, Jim Guile of Saline County, Kansas, he was in a study session with his fellow commissioners um, when the subject of hiring an architect to design the repairs for the county's road and bridge department building came up. Guile, 68 years old. He's an old man, but he should know better. That's not that old. First-term commissioner who started serving in January told the county that he preferred to hire an architect over having someone nigger rigging it. And here's the worst part, like, you know, his comment brought laughter from others in the room. Salonine Ray Hriska, who attends most commission meetings and study sessions, asked Guile what he said. Afro-Americanized Guile replied, so he knows what he said was wrong. 
And here's what uh, Guile here says. He says, I'm not a prejudiced person. I've built Habitat homes for colored people. I have – I am not a prejudiced person. I have built Habitat home for colored people. Um, so I guess uh, he's also, you know – he's also, you know, um, sat next to a coon in a restaurant. Uh, he bought a shirt from a porch monkey once. Um, oh, and um, he also – worked in a cubicle near Spearchucker. So he's totally not racist, guys. He's totally not racist. God. How dare we? Like, I'm going to use the worst racist word, and then I'm just going to build on that. What's the second to last worst racist word? Colored people. Jeez. Why don't you refer to them as it already? And then uh, he says here, he says, uh, he added that he has a close black friend whom he regards as a sister. It's almost like a lot of white people have black friends just in case they are, like Brad Paisley, accidentally racist. And um, guess number five, thank you for your comment. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I need to get a black friend so that, look, I don't like these people, but in case I say the N-word – I really need to uh, fucking. I need a. I, I need an escape plan. I need a contingency plan. <laughs> like, I hate niggers. Racist. No, 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 no. Call up. Call up. Call up. Howard. Howard, the black guy at our office. He and I went to happy hour together. We didn't talk, but we were at. Happy hour together. Okay. So, um, let's see what we got here. Dragon and guest number four are writing, uh, kind of going back and forth. I'm just going to summarize. Guest number four of OPP, One People's Project, writes, if my wife and I walked by your house, you would shoot us both down. Dragon says... I won't shoot you. I have a few muds in my neighborhood. One's a doctor and the other is a cop. Oh, God. You know it would be, be hilarious? Guess number four. This would be funny. If Dragon himself got into some trouble or somebody broke into his house and attacked him and he was injured, what if the mud cop had to rescue Dragon, take him to the hospital, and then Dragon had the mud doctor. Dragon, that'd be a pretty terrible day for you, wouldn't it? I, I need your I need your services, but you're, you're muds, and I'm confused because you're saving my life. <laughs> oh my gosh! And so, uh, guess number four asks a good question: Why do you dehumanize us by calling us a mud? I'm a human like you. Dragon says, "Why do you say all Klansmen are bad?" Yeah, and this dumbass conversation is continuing today in the debates about, you know, calling people Nazis who act like Nazis and equating that to actual racism. So, um, so Dragon1488 is writing, my, my primary care physician is Indian. When you, when you go see him, uh, do, you, do you call him a mud? 
So yes, I am Indian American, but I was also anonymous on this show. So basically, um, these sorts of conversations would certainly enrage me. I mean, most conversations on here did, but I had to keep my identity secret. So I had to basically um, (laughs) uh, suppress or sit on my uh, anger about this uh, because I was keeping my own identity anonymous, including my own ethnicity. If you've been listening, this has happened a few times in previous episodes of this show. Are you like, whenever you go to your position, do you, do you get a services? And then like as you're exiting the door, you're like, I'd like to thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, death to all muds, white power. So guys, Dragon1488 also loves Indian food. So this guy is willing to enjoy the services and contributions of MUDs, and, but he wants to hate them. He wants to think them inferior. But, yeah, Indians are not packies. Fucking morons. He wants to enjoy their contributions and enjoy them and enjoy their services, especially when they're saving his life. But he wants their he wants a little fucking boot on their neck. It's fucking bullshit. And you know that's wrong and you know you're being a hypocrite. And you know that your principles don't mean shit in that moment. Because like at the end of the day, like you hate these people. And you say, I've always said all races have a skill or purpose, but you're against race mis- mixing, so you shouldn't be taking his services. Yeah, skill or purpose, like, but they're also different people. They're also of a different race, and you do look down on them by calling them mud races. Mud is not a compliment. Nobody's – I <laughs> try this. If you think that mud is a compliment, like, uh, go to your wife tonight, Dragon, and just be like, honey, you're, you're, you're the sweetest mud a man could ever love. See what she does. Not a compliment. It's it's derogatory. East Indians are pretty intelligent for shit skins. Oh my god. East Indians are pretty intelligent. How do I respond to this even? No, you're one of the good shit skins. It's ridiculous. So I guess what I'm asking, so Dragon, you're saying it's meant to be derogatory. But then like when I challenged you on enjoying the services of these people who you deem inferior, you got defensive and you said, I've always said all races have a skill or purpose. So you wanted to grade people yet enjoy their services. That's a little weird, don't you think? And if the white man is supposed to be so superior... Why are you going to a, a doctor of a different color? You should be going to a white doctor then. You should be eating white food. Hey, Project, are you telling me that you can't tell the difference between Negroes and East Indians? No, I'm just repeating your comment because it's uh, really horrible. Intelligent for shit skins. So, you know, these are intelligent people. 
but yet, like, you hate them for no reason. Has has it has an Indian person ever done anything to to either of you guys? Soul Train, answer the question. I mean, it's it's don't give their names and don't give your name. Like, what? Like, why? Like, where does that come from? The master race should use all muds to his her benefit. In your world, East Indians are equal to Negroes. Yes, they are. Um, I think everyone's equal to everyone, personally. That's my personal thought. So, uh, I've never had a problem with an East Indian, so then why do you call them shitskins? You're a cumskin as a white man. You ever like that? Veins are swelling on the side of HP neck. No, not really. This is nothing new. Group of Texas. Nothing ever changes. Um, thank you, thank you, guest four. Um, no, seriously, so pride, pride. Like you, you've never, you've never had a problem, but you, you espouse hatred. That's like you know, just some some guy like Bill Bill Hayward down the street. I've never met him, but God, him and his brunette hair. I'll fucking kill him. Nigel N. and Target Guy, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the Hate Project. You can read the description so that I don't have to uh, recap it. And you're welcome to call in. Uh, you can call in anonymously. You don't have to give your name. You can use your phone if you want to or use Skype. Uh, and chat chat with me what's on my mind. And um, everyone is equal to everyone. What a fantasy world you must live in. Dragon 1488 writes, let's just fuck everyone and become one color and lose our culture and originality. I mean, honestly, like, I've noticed, like, uh, that doesn't really happen. I, I think that little weird fantasy that you have doesn't really happen that much. Because, like, I've noticed that, guess number four, maybe you can speak to this because you said yeah, you, have, you have children of mixed race. Um, I've noticed that people of mixed races, like, if it's a black and a white person... Um, I've noticed that like they will say like I'm half black but half Irish or half black half Italian or half black half Jewish. I've just noticed that. So like it doesn't mean like so Irish heritage and all that stuff. The European heritage. I'm half black half German. If anything in this country, because like we celebrate the European culture. You know, it's like. I don't think it, it gets lost because people were race mixing. If guys like Hate Project had their way, we'd all be a shade tone of shit. All diversity would be lost. Soul Train, do you ever like whenever you um, whenever you go out? I don't know. Do you live in a in an area that's sunny? Kind of. You don't have to answer. You don't, don't tell me your address or anything. I'm just kind of curious. Because I have something funny to say about it. Let me see if I can find this other article real quick. Okay. And so, um, yeah, guest number four wrote here, um, you know, people prefer to have children with their own, and that's okay. Um
It doesn't get lost, only racist people. Thank you, Ni- Nigel. Is your name Nigel? Nigel N. Nigel. Um, Soul Train, if you, I hope you don't live in like in an area where like you could get a tan accidentally, like because you were just out playing frisbee all day. <laughs> because I'm a shade toner shit. Someone help me. I guess you gotta just stay indoors all the time, huh? That's gotta be that's gotta be a fun life. And Soul Train, like, um, you burn in the sun as in your child? Yes, I don't tan. I burn in the sun. As in, like, you burn in your own sun? Oh, the sun. Like the star that the Earth revolves around. Okay, well, I get it now. So, uh, let me just uh, do something really quickly here. I'm going to take this call real quick, everyone. Caller, are you there? Caller. Hello? You there? Absolutely. How are you doing? Okay, so this is uh, the highlight of this episode. It's a call from uh, this gentleman named Mandelicon. You just now heard his voice. Um, I think I'm pronouncing his uh, name correctly. Uh, You can decide when you listen if I'm pronouncing it correctly or not. Um, He mentions... Uh, that he belongs to the Pan-African Intelligence Network. Um, he's quite a colorful character, but he has a lot of interesting and insightful things to say that I think uh, are even being said right now in the mainstream. And uh, he has some nuggets of intelligent insight that we could use today. Uh, this was the only time he called in. I wish he had called in more. He sounded positive about me doing this project in the first place, even after I was lamenting the fact that it's going nowhere. Uh, this, and just as a warning, uh, we disconnect a few times. I don't always hear what he's saying because our connection is not so great. So the audience hears what he's saying. I don't. So it kind of sounds like I'm an idiot. Um, I am an idiot, you know, but you don't have to know that. Oh, now you do. Um, so anyways, um, there's some technical difficulties, but, uh, it's an interesting conversation. Uh, give it a listen. Yes. Okay. How you doing? Finding yourself. Good. Um, welcome to the show. Um, what's on your mind tonight? Absolutely. I really appreciate you so very, very much for allowing me to truly to invade your space of communication. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that again? I'm so sorry. It's a little distorted. I just said that I appreciate that so quickly that you allowed me to enter into your space of communication at a time like this, and it's so important. I'm so glad and honored that you allowed me to enter in. Thank you so much. Well, thank Um, you for. um, Thank you so much for calling in. so uh, you can talk about, you know, if, if there's something that we've been talking about, right, that's on your mind. Uh, what else, what do you have to say about all this? What do you, what do you think about it? Well, I don't think, feel about, or have an opinion or belief. Here's what I know. That okay. Kill or be killed are the policies that we currently enjoy 
and the Creator only endorses live and let live. And we're getting images, messages, we're getting all kinds of things that's letting us know that inside the United States of America, there's some serious, serious contradictions and reservations. And now Live and Let Live has divinely intervened on behalf of all the human family. And it starts, wherever it started, that's where it ends. And today, on Patriots Day, in the United States of America, there's a lesson to be learned about such things as uh, praying, voting, uh, education, and shooting, and war, and bombs, and bullets. You know, that's a beautiful thing if you were God. But if you were the creator to add and multiply, you know that you have to bring forth policies, rules, regulations, and restrictions on the planet Earth that adds and multiplies in any sector, no matter where you find it, and brings a reign of terror and death and bombs and bullets and death. That's subtraction and divide. So what a good time to be alive on Patriot's Day in the United States of America. So that's a beautiful thing, and that's what I really would want to open up with and to bring it to a question. After all these years, uh, what now for the good of the nation? What is the best decision to make? to bring some peace and some prosperity and some justice and freedom for human people. What's the best decision to make at a late date like this in 2013? That's a good question. I mean, people have been trying for ages now. Um, can I ask, uh, again, you know, don't give information that you don't want to give. Um, are you African-American by any chance? Uh, I'm not an African-American, but if you looked at me, you would say I could be a whole bunch of other synonyms that a lot of people have taken out of its originality. But I will say that I'm not uh, white or Caucasian or a European or a cracker or as some negative people who try to divide the human family. I am a people or person sure. of made as you. Yeah, and it's not my intention to... Um... It's not my intention uh, to divide anything. I was just asking. Um, um, have you, you know, you bring up a good question, you know, like what what can be done in this day and age? You sound like you're a little bit of an older gentleman. Are you Are you over 50, over 55? Let me say, and I'm glad you asked that, I'm 62. And the good thing is that I'm a ninth grade student by social uh-huh. standards. I haven't went to a prestigious high school or college or went to those who transfer from the Bible to a Quran or a constitution. I'm under common international and natural law, which is live and let live, which is the creator. Everyone, no matter where you're from, you have always been under live and let live, no matter what you see going on in your municipality, in your city, county, state your nation, your country, or the world. Natural law is from the creator, living that live, and that's what intervenes on behalf of all of us. Right, right. What would you call it under under what? Uh, common 
law is what's good for everyone. International law is what's good for every family throughout the nation who has the Constitution. And then there's the big old Powerball jackpot, natural law, living that live. Right Right. now, currently, whether we're from the Roman Catholic Church or Southwest Baptist Church or Crystal Blood or Blackstone Ranger or got the Bible told in the Quran, currently we're under kill or be killed. Yeah. Subtract and divide. But the Creator has given us, it's never been abolished, but it's been hidden with an idol in absentia through rules, regulations, and restrictions that allow the people who are from the Creator have their power circumvented by government. They are all under kill or be killed, whether it's from the Congo to the Bongo or Maine to Florida, Washington State to California. All governments and kings, queens, and presidents are under policies, rules, regulations, and restrictions that says, do as I say or on my way. They're not on their way to bring you a peanut butter, a jelly sandwich, or a glass of water, or a hug, or a stick. Whoever says that those rules I would say, and they're on their way, they on their way to do some damage. That's yeah. not the creator. And that's why we're giving divine intervention right now to make a decision. Because we're in the valley of decision and we know that our future children and grandchildren don't have no ethics and morals that are accomplished under the current relationship. So, you know, it, it's interesting. Um I'll I'll be uh, I'll be honest, you know, like I I myself I'm not a terribly religious person, but I I I can relate to a lot of stuff that you're saying right now, and um, I can also you know I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and 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 so to me, um, you know I agree with like it's 2013 already, and you know when you think about the tragedy that happened today in Boston, um, what can we do? Like what like what do you propose? I was referring, of course, to the Boston Marathon bombing that had happened on April 15, 2013. Um, I didn't really delve into it uh, during this episode of The Hate Project. Um, that all of us in this country, well, we call it the United States of America, we've got to know that there was a United States of America that existed before the red, white, and blue intervened on the Americas, the United States of America, which still exists today. Outside of what we call the United States, the only people who are not invading and trespassing on people's holy lands are Alaska, Canada, Mexico, Bolivia, Peru, Colombia, and even in Venezuela. They got a disputed election, but they're not, you know, doing anything. Then there's Mexico, I mean, there's Haiti, uh, San Domingo, Dominique, and even Jamaica, the continent of Africa. When we say the United States of America, we didn't know that the real sovereignty and integrity and natural law under live and let live, it existed before the inception of the red, white, and blue. Absolutely. And since the inception of the red, white, and blue being forced a subculture on all of the Americas, we don't really know in 2013, unless I came in and intervened, that the real United States of America exists outside of everyone who pledges allegiance to the red, white, and blue under kill or be killed or do as I say. I'm omnipresent, I'm omnipotent, and I got the technology to destroy or to dictate policies and rules. And the only place in the Americas where that exists is where the red, white, and blue. So all of us, black, brown, red, yellow, and white, old, young, gay, 
investigator, right? We have all felt for the magic of the sixth Alexa of the jingoism of pledges and allegiance to terror and death under the red, white, and blue. And it does not honor the United States of America, which exists in 34 countries that exist in the real Americas, who don't invade on other nations and trespass on their constitution. Right. Okay. Well, um, I have a so. Uh, are you are you a member of a church? You sound like you are like of, of a religious and spiritual nature. Are you a member of a church or a leader of a church or, or a religious sort of organization? Believe it or not, the people are the church. The people are the state. The people are the government. The government is not the people. Whether you find the government in the Congo or in England or the United States of America. They are pimps. Yeah. They work for corporations and foreign governments. The people now, divided we stand, black, brown, red, yellow, white, oh, young, dick, we are the prostitutes. But the truth of the matter, the people are the governments. We are the church. We are the state. Our temple is our bodies, our minds, our souls, our families. That's the church. That's the state. So if the people understand that they are from the creator to add each other's goodness, and we still have an abundance of goodness, that won't be transmitted on 56, 23, uh, 65, 10, 6, and 3, or even BET or MTV, but it's transmitted to what we call blog talk radio. And we understand that all of our people, no matter where they came from on the planet, whether they're black or white, they didn't have access to the international connection of communications to transmit information. Yeah. The people in Ireland or English or Africa, they didn't have color TV. They didn't have all these shiny cars. They didn't have these flat screen TVs and all these motorcycles and all this stuff. But yet they were able to accomplish so much and overturn injustice. But here we are, so-called as an interconnected society. But when it comes to justice and freedom on the planet and using God with the Bible toward the Quran, then we're going to say, uh, a little boy Jesus born in the manger, peace oh, on earth and goodwill to all men. Where? And if people say, Asalaamu Alaikum, peace be unto you, peace be unto who? Where? On what planet? And if people say, Shalom, which means peace, peace, peace where? How can it be peace when we're taking the Creator, which is natural law, living that live, and then put it in the pretext of God and country? Whoever got the weapons, that's God, and that's the country, and whoever got the technology. After you've stolen rape, pillage, and plunder from the whole human family. So everybody has lost whoever participated under kill or be killed. Because it's mandatory, thou shalt not commit perjury, thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not kill. It's not just for a Mexican or Crip or Blood or Blackstone Rangers or uh, MS-13, a Mexican Mafia. That's for uh, in, uh, a lethal injector in the prison. That's for a prosecutor. That's for a judge. That's for a president. That's when you want. when the creator comes to judge, you think the creator like me because I'm black or like me because I'm white? What does thou shall not commit perjury, thou shall not steal, and thou shall not commit uh, 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 terror and death? That's mandatory when you're with the creator. So we're all under a test to see who's going to lie, steal, and kill. And now we're at the last stages because in the truth be told, in the genesis, in the genesis of this, there wasn't no organizations. There wasn't no uh, Ku Klux Klan or Black Panthers. It was sovereign, independent people living in a agrarian society, 
society and the living that lived, even if they didn't have all the assets and resources. Yeah. But they were still locked in their condition under living that lived. And here we are in the Revelation Untold, and there's still people with the Bible torn the Quran and said, well, whoever got the right God or got the right weapon, they're going to win. But they lost because the Creator didn't make no mistakes. We are still under the rules and regulations regulations of the Creator, which is living that live. And the final analysis is that whoever engages in killing, whether you got a spear, whether you got a machete, a hatchet, or a drone, or a stealth bomber, or whether you got some MS-13 material, and none of the indigenous and African and Mexican people been given the weapons throughout Europeans, no matter what. Everybody keeps talking about the criminals, you know, the Mexican mafia or the black gangs and this and that. But ain't none of the African people ever been given no stealth bombers, ever been given no aircraft carriers, or no... Or no what? Oh, he hung up. Oh, why'd he hang up? All right. Uh, two, if you're still out there, still listening, just just give me a call back. Um, different voice. Kind of dug that. Oh, uh, guys, this goes for guest twelve and everybody. Don't fucking tell me who to. I'll decide who to muzzle or hang up on. Please don't do that. I don't know why you think it's okay to be like, hey, get this guy off. You're not my producer. I let you fucks talk all the time. Two, are you there? I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. You? hey what happened? Well, when the FBI and the CIA and the federal government don't want the people to come together, they use everything in their measure to try to disrupt the truth, that to bring the people out of war and hardship and crisis. So it's not your fault or not, but we're still here. Cool. Well, um, did you uh, – let's see what we got here. I'm sorry, man. So uh, what – like, so you're talking about how human beings lived in unity before, you know what, – so what, what happened? Like what happened to us like as humans, according to you, that, that causes division all of a sudden? What, what was the cause of that? If I said the red, black, and green – I'll be an illegal alien, European, uh, 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 can I say dichotomy, but I want to bring it in. And we have to think of the motherships and technology and weapons of mass destruction and distraction and things of bombs and the rocket regulator. We've got to bring all that into account. We've got to bring in repentance, retribution, rectification, and reparations will only be paid through the international commercial admiralty administrative remedy, which is common law, respect for international law, with a great deal of powerball, jackpot, bingo, natural law, living let live, which starts with heaven, and that is Mother Africa. And that's why the red, black, and green is so important for everybody to understand. No matter where you came from, no matter what color we are, why, after only 96 years, that the symbol of justice and freedom and sovereignty, integrity, and dignity put forth on earth 
in the United States of America. When the red, black, and green flag was installed in the United States of America, there was a person named Honorable Marcus Mazagavi who was born in Jamaica, but it did not, was not installed in England, the European Union, the common market. It was not installed in Jamaica, nor was it installed in Africa, but it was installed in the United States of America only 97 years ago today. And that is so important for us to realize where natural law, live and let live, international law, and the common laws of the human planet, everyone must repent. No matter where we come from, through wars, and whoever was our predecessor, or our heroes and heroes who we gave birth to the books, or the, whatever the clicks and clocks, why was in 1916 that on the planet, not England, Britain, not France or Germany, the European Union, not Jamaica, not Mexico, Bolivia, Peru, Venezuela, where they have a contested election today, not Boston, where they have contested today, not even Africa. Why in 1916 the red, black, and green intervened that brought in natural law, living that lived for the national and international nations and families on the planet Earth to give them sovereignty, integrity, and dignity? Why was it brought in? In 1916, the red, black, and green that counterparted the red, white, and blue. And I'll first say, first, the red, white, and blue today is the enemy of all human life on the planet and all the other nations know it. And as long as this thing can exist without us who's inside this country, whether we're black, brown, red, yellow, white, old, young, gay, straight, like, if we don't understand, how to bring in the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth to bring freedom and justice to the human planet, the way we vetoed the Supreme Court, the World yeah. Court, or this thing called the United Nations, where our sovereignty and integrity under the Constitution guarantees that peace and freedom is the mandate for governments to exist on the planet Earth. Why did the red, black, and green come after only 96 years to, out of 204 nations on the planet Earth today? In 2013, why did it happen to happen in the United States of America, where we know England started this, we know that there's other people, but why was it not in Jamaica and not in Africa? Why was it in the United States of America? And it relates to the Boston Marathon today, because Kenyans and Ethiopians always win the Boston Marathon, just like 911, September 11th. That wasn't the beginning. That was just the beginning of the oligarchs and the corporations and the foreign governments to keep their proxy, their monopoly over us, the black, brown, red, red, yellow, and white workers who right. are the government. We're the government, and they are not the people. And we are not a tribe. We are not based on color. We're based on justice. So there's not no white nation or black nation. It's the right nation. The right nation is those who want freedom and justice, and we got to answer we got the main ingredient. So our only question is that why was the red, black, and green put in the United States of America, the land of liberty and justice for all, when we know the only government on the planet who's threatening was omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. Omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent is where the creator is. You know, the creator says, I'm omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Only government in the Americas and on the world, even with Russia and China, Existed. Even with England, 
the only government who is threatening the human family with omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence under this thing that I'm the God of the world. I got the life of robber, life and death over you. It's the people under the red, white, and blue. Now, ask me, any of y'all, do y'all think that I've said a lie? No, I didn't. And I'm a ninth grade student by social standards. But Harvard and Yale, LeBrock and Michelle, and anybody else, they can't dispute this. And they are guilty of purging sedition, insubordination, and treason to the sovereignty and integrity of the people of liberty of the United States of America. Because they trespassed on the United States of America that existed before the red, white, and blue. Everybody's done, y'all. You can't go this way. Kill or be killed. You got to throw the weapons down. Spears, self-bombers, well, 911, all that stuff. We got to throw that stuff down. We can't right. use that as a tactic to win Are justice. You? Hey, two, two. Hold on one second. Um, thank you. Um, hold on one second. Um, if anybody wants to call in and talk with either me or two, do you want me to just call you two? Uh, Mandela Khan, that's my name, Mandela Khan. I'm a brother that loves everyone. I love everybody, and I'm not going to judge you about what I see. I'm going to judge you how you want to be free, that's all. Mandela Khan? Did I pronounce it right? Mandela Khan? Okay. So, Mandela Khan, if anyone wants to call in, have you you been reading the chat here all night on the show? Well, actually, I'm part of the Pan-African Intelligence Network, and whoever you are, we're all suffering in our mind, body, and soul of pain. There's a solution. So I know what we feel, believe, or think, no matter who we were from the Ku Klux Klan or the Black Panthers. I already know what's in your mind, body, and soul. Okay. All right. So you're omniscient. That's scary. I'm just kidding. Um, so you're, what's the name of your organization again? I'm sorry. I don't have an organization. When this thing started, nations and lands were seized. I refuse to acknowledge any organization, whether it's the NAACP, the Urban League, the A. Philip Randolph, the Black Panthers, the uh, OIC, or the, uh, whatever, or whether it's the uh, Ku Klux Klan, or I Save the Children, or I Give a Damn, or whether it's called, uh, what's called Peter, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. I'm not talking about that. Peter, too. People for the Ethical Treatment of Americans. Peter, too. People for the Ethical Treatment of Americans. We've got to have justice in the land and freedom. That means no killing. No lying and no stealing. I don't give a damn what judge or prosecutor. If you realize today, judges and prosecutors are being killed in this country. Police yes. are being killed because people understand that the government is the enemy. Did he just hang up again? Oh, man, he just hung up again. Okay, two. <laughs> he gets so impassioned that he hangs up. Like his his internet connection craps out because he was so impassioned. <laughs> All right, anyone here is welcome to call in, by the way. Um, uh, if you disagree with what Two was saying, uh, Two, if you want to call back, we feel free. And, uh, and um, you know, hey. Yeah, there's been some like weird stuff happening. I mean, there have been judges and prosecutors. Like in Texas, there was that story. Uh, let me find it. Oh, I can't believe I can't find this. I'm disorganized, guys. I'm sorry. At this point, I'm referring to the Kaufman County murders, uh, basically where two prosecutors and a prosecutor's wife in Kaufman County, Texas, were murdered. Um, Eric Lyle Williams was uh, found guilty, and his wife was found guilty as well. And um, there was some speculation that this was connected to the Aryan Brotherhood, which was uh, somewhat, um, you know, 
present in that particular community? Somebody did get arrested, but they attributed it to, attributed it to the, Amer- the Aryan Brotherhood at first. And uh, his name was um, Eric Williams. He and his wife were shot. Wait, not, no, Eric Williams, I'm sorry. Eric Williams was actually, he was another justice, so it wasn't that. Mike McLeland, um, had him and his wife got shot, and I guess Eric Williams is another former, uh, he was a respected justice of the peace. And um, Kyle Williams carrying three Dell computers. And he was a judge, too. Weird times we live in, guys. Let's see, he's calling back. Nobody's, uh... So this next section here is basically me responding to a lot of people in the chat room, uh, various comments, me riffing on it, and uh, dealing with a lot of these idiots um, until MandelaCon comes back in. I keep calling him two, even though, like, caller two, even though he gave me his name for some reason. I don't know why. All right. Anyone? Uh, guys, really exciting. Uh, I'll be doing a dramatic rendition of "Accidental Racist" by Brad Paisley. And um, if anybody wants to call in and do like a duet, like a dramatic scene where you would play the LL Cool J character, we wouldn't be singing, so you don't have to worry about singing. But if you wanted to. Um, if you wanted to call in and do that, I think it'd be a lot of fun. You could flex your acting skills, guys. So if you are interested, around that time I'm gonna post the um I'm gonna post the lyrics soon. And uh it'll be a lot of fun. Have piss or possum do the duet with you. That's uh, some Martin Linstead type slang. It's kind of Doug, too. Uh, I hope he calls back. Kind of dug it. Oh, Soul Train Pro. Oh, he walked back in. I was going to joke. I was going to mockingly uh, pay tribute to Soul Train, but then you came back. So now I'm sad again. And uh, let's see, guest number 12 wrote, in response to my my dramatic rendition of Accidental Racist, um, that's when most of us will be logging out. Gayest show idea ever. <laughs> you know, your sentence is really gay. I hope you know that. And it's not even an insult, because I don't think there's anything wrong with being gay. I have a lot of gay friends, and I, I, support, their, I support them in their rights. Their fight for equal rights and justice. It's good stuff. Let's see. Guess number seventeen. Uh, did anyone give him any feedback on his din- on his dinner at all? Kind of sad. That's could have that's could have supported him. Jeez, Louise. All right. Well, guys, I'm just gonna post my uh, email here. HateProjectRadio.com. HateProjectRadio at gmail.com is my email. Um, if anybody has any guest ideas, 
any feedback or comments, shoot shoot us a message over there. We at the Hate Project Studios read every one of them. And Nigel is writing, my country is overrun by racist dogs. Wish they go back to their country. Hey. Everybody's overrun. We're all overrunning each other. Guys, there's no need for that. That's number 12. Nigel, are you a TI or a perp? And uh, you're writing, I doubt anyone cares, hate project. Well, you seem to be loving the show, and you're really contributing a lot. Sarcastic font. So, uh, look, the show's awesome, guys. You know it. I know it. It's amazing. Hi, guess 18. Welcome. Uh, feel free to call in. Feel free to chat. Uh, we had a, a really interesting dude call in. He uh, he called uh, he, he went by the name of Two, and uh, have Joe on from the White Voice. See, here's the thing, man. I've had too many of these guys. Let's see. I'm just looking at this this website here. A voice for the silent majority. We're we're truly the oppressed ones. I'll try and listen to the show sometime, and if he wants to call in, eh, I'll figure something out. You know, I'll figure it out. Oh, I love that this show's diversifying. I got two on here. I had a um, fucking guest number four, who's part of OPP. That was awesome. Uh, where is Patrick Wanger, man? Well, sad he's not around tonight. Um, who else? Who else am I missing here? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Well, why am I talking like that? Man up! I hate that phrase so much. It's so stupid. Man up! Dragon says he's beating his wang. Oh, man. He, uh, guest from 12 is writing, he was guest 17. His 12 pizzas came and he left. Ah! Motherfuckers keep leaving my chat. I like it. I miss you guys. So, Pascal Paris, welcome to my show. Glad you're here. The Hate Project, where is Heavy Fed? Who the fuck is Heavy Fed? What does that even mean? I don't know who Heavy Fed is, so... Heavy Fed. Eighteen is the donger, a.k.a. the, the wanger. He's an anti-fa guy. Has he called into the show? I don't even know, man. Never even, I I don't know who he is. Patrick, good to see you. Pascal Paris, I thought he was a homie of yours. No idea what you're talking about, dude. 
Well, what's your deal, Pascal Perry? Have you? I don't know if you listened to the show before. Your name sounds a little familiar. Um, what brings you to my show, or like, what are some thoughts you have about this, these discussions that we've been having? Uh, 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 guest number eleven, Colin. He said you terrify him. You were told to troll. So Pascal Paris <laughs> writes, I was told to troll you. Wow, you're a horrible troll because usually you're not supposed to give that away. You're just supposed to troll and not and not actually uh, tell people that. Oh, you refuse to. Okay, I'm sorry. I should have read your second statement, sir. Do you like the show so far? It's pretty kick-ass. Dude, like that guy too like, called in and then like he just hung up like when he got so impassioned. If anyone knows that guy, uh, call him back. Thanks, dude. Have you listened to the show before, Pascal? Thank you, Patrick. You're you're very kind. Hey, Project is my friend. Don't troll him. You guys are cool. The coolest in the world. Let me see here. Sorry, I gotta boo 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 boo. God, now it's funny when you guys. It's kind of funny when you guys direct your hatred towards me. Well, welcome. It's a show about Pascal. You know, read the, you can read this description. You dislike Nazi types. You can you can call in and debate anybody on here. So I mean, and we kind of need your voice every once in a while. All right, uh, hang on one second here. Let me just take this call. Dragon, are you there? Yes, I'm here. And this is Dragon1488, the regular uh, Klansman caller of the Hate Project. Um, yeah, and eventually he will uh, get into or try to get into a debate with Mandelicon, who calls back in eventually. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? So I have a request. Uh, Imperial Cleeper UKA is saying that he wants you to sing happy birthday to him. Is that why you're calling in? <laughs> No. Oh, why not? Well, like that's 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 something that I'm not good at is singing. So I'm gonna bow out of that one. Oh, but um, are you calling in to do the dramatic rendition of "Ask No Racist" with me? Mm, no. You had to think about it though, didn't you? Well, I don't know the lyrics to the song, and I don't want to do the LL Cool J part either. Oh come on! I, I I just don't I just don't have that that groove, you know. But I can probably go across the street and, and see if the uh, black guy across the street has a tango, and I'll, I'll put that on and kind of wing it. But I don't think I make a good a good uh, LL Cool J impression. Because <laughs> you know I'd have, to, I'd have to throw in some some kind of some kind of uh, white power stuff in with it. Can you just can you just do that tomorrow at some point? Just go to your neighbor's house and say, "Hey, can I borrow?" Don't say anything else. Just say, "Hey, can I borrow your Kangol?" <laughs> That'd be hilarious. And see, like him get mad at you. That'd be fucking funny. That would be funny. Well, he think I was crazy anyway. He thinks I'm crazy anyway. So. Well, you, uh, the rope doesn't matter. Don't matter, son. Yeah. The rogue and uh, you know your crosses probably don't help. He probably. He probably doesn't have a Kango anyway. He's got a nice car, though. 
Well, there you go. He's an accomplished man. So there you go. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, so Dragon, what you think of uh, number two's call? Did you enjoy that? Good stuff, right? Uh, as as much as I could understand, he made some good points, but when he went to mumbling and jumbling about shit, you know, I, I couldn't understand half of what he was saying. But he does make some some good points about how impressive a lot of the governments are. Yeah. And you've made those and our, points. And our, and, our, and our government's the worst of all of them. See? See, man, like, I mean, like, uh, you have more in common with, with everyone more than you think. Well, every, everybody does. It's just it's just a, a way of life. You know, I, I, I mean, you know, we, we all, every, every, every race has things in common. It's just that some of us believe in certain things and some of them don't. Right, but there's, I guess like... And there's, not, and there's not nothing wrong with working towards the betterment of your own race. There shouldn't be nothing nothing racist about that. Well, there isn't anything racist about that, but, I mean, when you use words like, when you call people nigger and mud race and stuff like yeah, that... I, I use mud so I don't have to say the word nigger. I think the word nigger would be more derogatory than, than, than the word mud. But that's that's destructive language anyway, so, like, why can't you improve your race without destroying the other races? Well, well I could, but I just don't want to. I mean, I gotta, you know, I gotta be a, a asshole a little bit. I don't know about that. Oh, so guess number twelve is writing. Dragon fourteen eighty eight wants to suck off, and not match the nog. Is that true? Are they talking about Nas Radio? Is yeah. that what they're calling them now? Nas Radio. No, no. Yeah. I never, I never, never had that thought before. Hmm. Okay. Oh, well, I guess we'll agree to disagree. Just kidding. Um, so, Dragon, I, I have an idea for you, and this, I, I'm going to point this out to everybody here. The problem with you people, you want you, you people. Point, yeah, you. I'm I'm discriminating. He's generalizing. The problem with you people is that um, your your stereotypes and your views of other races are stuck in a certain time period, and they're kind of outdated. Like, like blacks are lazy and blacks steal. So this is something that I think could be kind of fun and helpful for you guys. New stereotypes, brand new ones. So instead of like yelling about black people wanting to take your white women or black people like being lazy or whatever, and plenty of them proving that they're not, I think you can offer some new, brand new stereotypes. You guys are stuck in a certain time period in history. No, and, no, because blacks, blacks still call us honkies. No, they catch the woods and crackers and everything. When? I've never, I've never even heard that in my life, and I grew up in Texas, like. Well, that's that's because most of the stuff you heard was in Spanish. Go up to go up to Brooklyn oh, or, or Detroit or someplace like that. This guy with the zingers, good one. That was good. Um, no, but I, I have like a. I'll 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 start doing this. Like um, I'm gonna start offering you like new stereotypes, and so this might you know help you guys like become more sane. So instead of saying like black people are lazy, here's here's one. Black people love John Ritter. They just love John Ritter. Right, guys? I'm putting this out to everybody out here. Man, black people love John Ritter. 
So, Dragon, whenever you're at work tomorrow and a black uh, employee or coworker comes in late, you can be like, oh, yeah, I bet you're watching Three's Company and laugh to yourself. Pretty good, right? It's a new stereotype. That's kind of weird, man. I'm saying that like you know your your shit's out, your shit's outdated, man. So like. Well, yeah. I mean, hell, everything. I, I'm not the one that made up the damn saying. But you're going along with it, and I'm I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to like. What 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 else could we do that would? What other word could we use that would 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 let everybody know that we're talking about the black race in a derogatory way? John, that guy's a. He's a he's a Ritter rod. How about that? Well, that sounds kind of gay, though. <laughs> oh boy! I don't know, man. I'm trying to help you guys out. Hey, if that, you can but... think of, listen, hey, we don't need no help, man. We got we got this down packed, though. We ain't got to worry about it. That's right, Dragon. Are you are you mad about? Um... Are you mad about the uh, accidental racist getting more press? Because like, you know, been... I, I heard about it. <clears throat> the first I heard about it was on Jay Leno, and, and that's the last I heard about it. So, you know, and I didn't get much of an explanation from the show. So, you know, I didn't look into it, so I, I don't really care. I mean, it's just that you've been working at racism, and this act, this guy just falls into it accidentally. Mm-hmm. That must hurt. Wow, guest number twelve is talking a lot of shit. You know, I, I bet the majority. I bet the majority of white people at one point in time have become accidental racist in their in, in their in their you know in, in some point in their life. Of course, yeah. You know, getting cut off by the cut, getting cut off by you know uh, maybe maybe some young black kids on, on the street and they're like fucking and then they you know stop themselves from saying the nigger word. But you know, in, you know, in their heart, they want to say the word. Right. That's true. Well, um, hang on a second. I'll take this call real quick, okay? Good uh, stay on the line if you want. We the people, are you on the air? We the people, are you there? Yes. Hey, how are you? I'm hanging in there. You? Uh, the same thing. I'm hanging in there. How are you tonight? I'm okay, but Mandelka wanted to come back in, and he, I had to call him in because he couldn't. So he's on the line. You wanted to speak to him again? Oh, is this uh, is this was this number two? Yes. Cool. Um, well, we the people. Did you did you have anything to say or that anything that you wanted to contribute? No, just keep up the good work you do. Stay on, stay in, uh, stay on there. Thank you, thank you. Thank, you're very kind, and and you can call in any time on your own yeah. without your father. All right. Yeah, I'm always there. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Number two. Right. Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Mandelicon. 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 Yes, I just wanted some feedback from where we came from uh, to get my re-entry from the beginning. You know, what do we feel, believe, or think, or our opinions on where we go from here and what now for the good of the nation? So have you been listening? Hey, can I, can I ask number two a question? Mandelicon. Is Absolutely. What do you think about the state of – the current state of South Africa? Actually – since since the uh, since white rule left South Africa, what do you what do you think? What the current state of uh, South Africa is since the whites left? 
Um, there's no such thing as censorship. Not a white rule, anyway. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, there's no such thing as the white rule. <laughs> I mean, there's no such thing as the white rule is not ruling the America. That's what's ruling, and that's what's wrong. No, no, you're no, you're beating around the question. Since 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 Mandela took over the gov- took over the leader of South Africa, what? How do you think the state? Uh, do, do you think South Africa has changed for the better or for the worse? Well, as a society, as a society. Just like every black president, no matter where you find them, in the Congo or in the Americas, they're upholding what? The traditions and the norms of those who trespass on the Holy Land. The corporations run South Africa just like they run the Americas. So what's the difference? USA, meaning the South Africa, the USA, the United States of America, the mother is the United States of America. The granddaughter is the USA. You need to solve language. The corporation still run things. So but you're not, you're not, you're not answering the question. You're, you're just Nelson beating Mandela around is the a criminal. Nelson Mandela is a criminal. Now, how you like that? Do you think? Do you think that South Africa was in better shape when it was under white uh, rule, or do you think it's in better shape now? Here's what I know: that the Americas, USA, and Union of South Africa, USA, was a uh, white rule or white power or black rule and black power, they had a worse case because natural law was here long before the Union of South Africa was declared, long before the United States of America, live and let live, where people have water, food, clothing, shelter, health care protection. That was here before the Union of South Africa. So who gives a damn about Mbeki? Uh, 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 who's talking? Nelson Mandela? Who gives a damn about Kofi and I, uh, who you want, Shaka? I, that don't mean nothing, George Washington, George Bush, or Barack Obama. That don't mean nothing. That's natural law being violated, no matter where you find it. So damn a president. Like, I can answer this question. Like, South Africa under white rule was only good for white people. It was awful for black. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. They, they kept everybody. They kept nearly everybody working. Kept everybody fed. Yeah, they kept them in slavery. It, it was a very state. It was a very stable government. Extremely stable. For white people, but the only, the only, people, the only that, no, no, they they put just as many blacks to work as they didn't want. There's more blacks down there working than there were white. Yeah, the jobs that they didn't want. It was like sort of like this uh, endorsed slavery. Well, that's 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 anywhere in the world. I mean, there's gonna be people that run shit. There's gonna be people people that do shit. But the majority, the majority of people down there were black, and they're the ones that they put the work. You cannot make an argument that it was better or worse. I mean, it's bad oh, now. Of course, of course, of course, they of course they utilized the the labor to to strip every damn uh, you know diamond that was worth something out of South Africa. Of course, and they they didn't go down there for any kind of any kind of peacekeeping mission. They went down there for a reason. That was for profit. And when they got all the, all they wanted out of it, they left. And that's evil. And so basically, like that's that, that's that that that's the that's that's the way of the damn capitalist world. I mean, hell, every every nation that's strong does that to the smaller nations. You can't tell me that like it's such they did such a great job of governing that place. Then you just can't. And also, like they well, they, they, they did a great job while they were there. 
the people finally rose up. So, like, I, I, I guess the I just – The people didn't rise up. People didn't rise up. They got all the diamonds and everything they wanted from South Africa, and they left. Who were they rising up to? They didn't defeat the government. They didn't run the government out. The government left. They said, hey, y'all can have it back. Here's Mandela. Do what you got to do. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't rise up to shit. Well, they're going to rise up with machetes. They're going to well, rise up against people that got machine guns. There was no rising up. The, 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 the government just got their money and left. Okay, well, I think like they, they realized that people weren't tolerating anymore, so that's why they left, more so than just the money thing. No, they, they raped the diamond mines, and, and they got all, all the natural resources they could get, and they left. So like they do anywhere in this world. Well, I mean, that's not a good government. <laughs> just throwing that out it there. Doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference whether it's a good government, but it was a stable government. Oh, what, what government was – what government what – name one government that's good. Well, that's a good point. Well, what, so MandelaCon, what do you think about all this? I, I don't want to leave you out of this. No, the truth is that the USA is the omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent duplicate that says it's the creator. And as we speak, all corporations have a great fixation on natural resources that's only centralized in certain places on the planet Earth. And our technology and our lifestyles in this country and in Europe and England is unprecedented even to this day to what we would call the third world. If I say, have any of y'all ever seen people, maybe in Chechnya, you know, in what this thing called Germany, in many places, having lettuce, tomatoes, and cabbage, corn, and oranges and apples. Have you ever seen many people in Africa, Latin America, uh, picking water and watering with long water hoses, uh, spreading from the projects in America, putting it on their children, mm-hmm. and speaking uh, with SUVs and big screen TVs and even uh, phones, you have it because technology is being drained from a certain sector of the human family, and then the same thing is being used as what we would call liberty and justice for all. Right. Now, when the human family where they have the most access to the resources that whatever, whether we're in uh, pharmaceuticals or whether we're in technology or whether we're in education, you can't take from Wall Street to any college or any apartment and take the resources of Mother Africa to tropical resources, resources where the pharmaceuticals and all so-called drugs and chemical people, you know, the Center for Disease Control, you know, the so-called American uh, World Health Organization, you can't take out of the context the resources, the essentials of life that's concentrated in a certain area on the planet Earth, and yet a certain people has dictates, has laws, rules, and regulations and restrictions that says this what's, uh, what they call, um, um, control substances than non-control substances. When we, the people in this country, have to consume water, food, clothing, shelter, health care, education, and food, you still control with water, food, clothing, shelter, health care, and all that. They exist. But under rules, regulations, and restrictions, somebody in this country is setting the policy to declare what's 
control, non-control what's legal and what's not illegal. And the most of the people on the planet Earth is being denied the most accesses to water, food, clothing, shelter, health care, protection, not open guns. It's the essence of life that the human family is being denied with all governments in place. Well, there's an easy answer. There's an easy answer for that. What's the answer, Dragon? The answer to that is that there's no profit in poverty. That's why we don't go anywhere where there's no there's no reason for us to help them. If you look at Darfur and the genocide in Darfur, we didn't. I mean, there there was hundreds of thousands being killed there, and we didn't even bother. There's no reason for us to be there. I mean, we, we send in people, you know, maybe like the Red Cross or some type of amnesty organization, something like that. But if there's no profit there, we're not even going to engage. Well, we're not even going to waste our time. I mean, look at Kuwait. They're rich in oil. Uh, if you look at uh, the Falklands, they were owned by Britain. We do a lot of trade with Britain, so we went down there and helped them there. You look at Vietnam. <clears throat> we had a lot of industry over in Vietnam. They were getting invaded by the uh by the north, so we went over there to to secure up the interest that we had in Vietnam. It'll be the same thing with China because Japan is is an ally of ours. If our, I'm sorry, North Korea. If if you know if they get into shit and and Japan feels threatened, we'll come in there immediately and stomp them. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take this. I, I hope I hope this time, which which I know we won't, but but I hope and pray that we we bomb the living shit out of North Korea and just kill every damn one of them. And, and I hope they have a rogue missile just just fire off by mistake and hit Israel and just blow it to fucking smithereens. That's uplifting. Jeez. All right. Well, um, okay. I mean, if we if we can if we can live through uh, you know the, uh, the nuclear disaster they had in Japan, I think we can handle one uh, twenty or thirty kiloton nuclear nuclear bomb going off in Israel. I don't think it'll hurt nobody, at least on this side of the world anyway. Come on. I could give a shit. I could give a shit about Pakistan or, 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 or I mean, Pakistan. That's too far away. But uh, uh, Palestine or any of them, fucking the whole, the whole coast of North Africa, I'd give a fuck less about. Just blow them up. Who gives, who gives a shit? There's nothing there for us anyway. Well, they, I mean, a lot of people feel the same way about you. Do you want to be blown up? But but he is right. The other, the other caller is right. Africa is is a wealth of resources, and and I don't understand why Africa as a whole hasn't prospered in the last hundred two hundred years. I mean they they're that they're a very resource rich uh, country. Mandela, can you want to address? But that? I don't understand. But I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I do understand because the 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 people themselves, you know, they they don't have the brain power to to do anything anyway. Lord, okay. Mandelcon, do you want to address that? So, you still there, Mandelcon? You still there, Mandelcon? All right. Well, they googling. He's probably googling something right now. If you're googling something, that's cool. But like, I just I'm just making sure you're still there. Okay, I just have to interject here really quickly. Um, as I've talked about in previous episodes, um, Dragon gets a lot right. He gets a lot right about uh, imperialism, basically, about U.S. and the West. But he refuses to... Uh, he also just as passionately espouses these hateful viewpoints, and he calls people animals and savages 
and he refuses to see a common struggle between everyone right here. He's aware of the struggle. He actually talks about it very eloquently, um, but he just refuses. It's very ahistorical often. Um, and when this black guy was talking about like worldwide, you know, governmental violence, Dragon focuses on South Africa and basically like makes this bullshit argument that they were better off under white rule. And then when you bring up that, no, it was oppressive for non-whites there. Um, you know, oh, well, of course it was. Well, they're not, you know, you're stupid for uh, bringing that up because of course they were. They were there for profit. So you're silly for expecting that thing that I just now claimed was true. Um, anyways, I just want to point that out. Uh, this doesn't really ever change throughout the course of this uh, show. And also, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard previous episodes where Dragon has presented himself as a reasonable guy, the sort of hokey, jokey guy who just loves his race and, you know, he's not about hatred, really. But then, like, you hear him talk about blowing up other countries and everyone in them. Even if you, you know, think that another government is oppressive and needs to be taken down, to just be that cavalier about blowing up everybody there just as collateral damage, is a little fucked up. And that's really who you are. And the rest of your uh, persona is bullshit. And, you know, again, you heard me talk about this in previous episodes. I don't challenge him all that well. I don't challenge him very well. Um, Kind of incompetent because I don't really know how to deal with this. Um, And then part of, like, the mission of the hate project was me being, well, I'm open to everyone, so I promised that I'd let you talk. So my own mission statement, uh, I feel I need, need to honor that. Um, but yeah, so I wish I had done things differently sometimes. Hmm. All right, so Dragon, how was your rally? Which one? You I didn't mentioned... go to the last one. I didn't go to the last one, so. Oh, dude, does that, does that like, don't you get, like, a penalized for that? Like. Uh, no. No. Don't you have to, like, wear a dunce cap or, as you guys would call it, your regular uniform? No? Nope. nope. That's silly. I do, now, did they say anything whether they, they found out if, if the explosions in Boston were, were terrorist-related or were they still trying to figure that out? Well, I mean, they were bombs. That was the last uh, – I'm just looking it up right now here. So they, they did actually find explosive material wasn't some kind of – yeah, they found explosive material. There was a third bomb set that was um, that was just not detonated. Um, let me see. Hold on a second. Why is it not letting me bring up Google News? Hold on. All right. I can't fucking believe this. Hold on. Yeah, you know, whoever, if it, if it was, you know, a man-made uh, action, whether, whether it be, you know, a single person or, or a terrorist group that was an act of cowardice to engage non-combatants. Oh yeah, it's evil. It's a it's an yeah, evil. It's very very evil to to you know attack a person that's not ready to fight. You know, and those those people they didn't have nothing to do with whatever he had on his agenda. You know, yeah. he should have attacked the ones that because I'm sure unless unless he just got trampled one day in a marathon himself and and they. You know, laughed at him as they all ran over top of him. You know, there could be a, some little, some kind of ill feelings, you know, that way. But I, I don't, I don't see. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Google News right now. It just looks like they're still gathering evidence, and um, 
that really pisses me off, actually, this whole thing. They're, um, you know, I mean, they they sort of say that it's it seems like it's homegrown, but um, we don't know yet, so it's pretty fucking... Well, you know, I hope they find whoever done it, and I hope they hang him for it. I'm with you on that. And, and Dragon, you are including it if it is like this white fringe group, too, right? Well, they, they always blame white groups until they get something figured out. Is that true, audience? Huh? Well, do you? But if it is indeed a white group, do you feel that way? Okay, we'll see. If if it's a white if it's a white group that done it, I hope they get everything that justice gives to them. Good. Okay. If, if they if they get if they get caught and then they get tried and they get judged, I hope they live the most miserable life that they can fucking live because you don't engage non-combatants. Right. That's just that's just the rules of war. You, you don't do it. Okay. My chat, guys. My chat is slow. Shit. My chat is slowing again on my end. So if you're writing something in the chat and I'm ignoring it, don't take it personally. Um. Oh, never mind. Now it's back up. Yeah. Jeez. I gotta. I gotta re-sign in because this damn thing cuts off after like an hour. Yeah. It does. I hate the chat. Um, that was my hate project, my mini hate project. All right, we the people, uh, are you there? Mandelicon. Yeah, but Mandelicon got kicked off again. Why did you get kicked off? You you've been on. I don't here. know. The phone keeps dropping. Oh, okay. So he's gone. Bye bye. All right, bye. Call back in later, okay? Or call back in next week if you want. Yes, I will. All right. Okay, thank you. Oh, thank and you. And keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Miss. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Okay. All right, take it easy. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there goes We the People and Mandelicon. Please don't ever call back. Hey, it's my show, fucker. They can call back whenever they want. All right. Um, so I'm going to throw this out again. <laughs> and I'm just I, – I love that it pisses you guys off and that, you, that you're going to call me names for this. But uh, I will be doing a dramatic rendition of Brad Paisley's Accidental Racist. <laughs> Sweeping the nation. Now, any of you can call in, and you can do a dramatic scene with me in the LL Cool J part. You'd have to just play LL Cool J. That's it. You don't, have to, you don't have to take on a black voice. And also, guys, all, all of you racists out there, you shouldn't worry too much because, like, you don't magically turn black if you do the voice or, or if you do LL Cool J's lines. That'd be funny if that really actually happened, if, like, you turned black every time you quoted Dr. Dre or, or somebody famous. It'd be kind of amazing. I, I think that's a new screenplay I'm going to work on. I mean, there's been, like, films like that where, like... There's a film by Melvin Peebles. Melvin Van Peebles called The Watermelon Man, where... Um, you know, the, you know, probably be a good uh, singer for that song you want to do, that, that hat that hat guy, the guy that makes the hats. Oh, yeah, Ewing Louise, yeah. He'd be pretty... That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I don't know where he is tonight. Uh, I guess he's... He's, he's maybe got an order he's got to put out. 
he's got an order he's got to put out, and you know he's he's in Brooklyn, New York, I guess, and uh, um, uh, yeah, you know I don't know we miss him though, so call back. Okay, let me see. We I thought this was the home of the trolls, not one troll call, unless those were fake muds. Um. So I guess like the word out is that this is a troll show, huh? Or like a show to troll. So I had another guy who uh, basically was told to come on here and troll, and he chose not to because he's a good man. Pascal Paris, caller of the evening. <laughs> he wins the Hate Project Award of of just my, my undying love. All right, uh, Dragon, I'm going to do this. Uh, do you have any, What else is on your mind? Why, why didn't you go to your own rally? What the hell? You're you're not you're... the last rally. The last rally was not my rally. It was another group. That we were opposed to the reason why they were there, so we didn't we didn't engage in that was it white nationalist group. Yeah, they they had they there was another uh, was it the, was it the IKA Claper or was or which 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 KA was it? There's so damn many I can't keep up with them. But it's them and the NSM and some other some other uh, national socialists I think that were all down there. Their audio was was kind of crappy from what I heard. You know they they didn't bring enough extra batteries for their uh, loudspeaker. And of course the distance that the crowd was away from uh, where they had the permit to do the uh, the rally. I mean it was like two blocks distance from each other in Memphis and that's you know, it's pretty good distance. And uh, what I was told you really couldn't hear anything anyway, so and it was raining and they didn't have very many people show up. Wow, hey. But they had they had uh, I think they had Jeff Scoop there and uh Gee, white power other, requires good weather. Some other uh some other uh National Socialist people, the NSM, and then a couple of Klan groups were there, but they weren't affiliated with us in any way. All right, well, yeah, well, why am I not disappointed? I don't know. Um, what were some What were some subjects? Do you know what was the focus? What well, the the focus was them changing the 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 Klan was protesting the changing. Of the names of some parks. Oh yeah, the names that, named after the uh, like, you know, yeah, after the Civil War general. Uh, which oh, wouldn't make no damn difference to me because I've never been to the parks anyway. Right. I mean, well, I mean, if you let, let me let me just put it to you this way, you know, in a way that that the way that we try to make people understand. Okay, I don't live in Memphis. So I could give a shit what anybody in Memphis does. If the city council gets together and go, hey, we run shit. We're going to change the name of this. If you don't like it, tough shit. I mean, you don't like it. If you don't like it, I mean, if you, if you do, if you have something to say about it, move to our town, be a citizen of our town, and then come in and cast a vote. Don't don't talk shit from another state. You know what I mean? That, that's their business. If they want to change the fucking name of the, the park, who gives a shit? It's just the name. Move the fucking statue to where to where somebody in, that that likes the statue you're, you're, would love to have it. You know what I mean? It's stupid. Starting an argument over a damn name of a park, especially in a predominantly black city. Out, dude. 
You're cutting in and out. Especially, especially in, in, in a city that's predominantly black. Well, apparently um, he wasn't cutting in and out. I was. Um, also, it's weird, like, again, this is a situation where Dragon's being a little reasonable. Um, however, uh, as we saw in Charlottesville and other instances over the last couple of years, uh, his white nationalist, white supremacist counterparts don't have the same reasonable attitude of not going into another town to antagonize people who want to get a statue removed or a park name changed. My own show. I don't understand this. You were just now cutting in and out, Dragon, but I got the gist of it. You were not happy about the park being changed. Uh, I think. I, mean, I, I think, don't, like, I don't actually, care. I don't care if it gets changed. Well, I think I think some local legislators were actually behind that, though. It wasn't people from out of state. No, no. I'm talking about the people that were opposing the changing of the names. Oh, okay. It was, oh, it was a clan. It was the clan that was that was opposing the changing of the name. Oh but, yeah. But none of them. None of them live there. So what business is of, of them? You know. Oh, okay. Ask, ask, ask the city of Memphis. Hey, can I buy that that Nathan Bedford Four statue and move it to Mississippi, where my clan group is, and I'd be proud to have it on my property. And y'all can right. do whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, Tennessee, Mississippi, all the South is, is full of plenty of battlefields. They can move that thing to to where people would appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I do agree with you on that one. Um, you you have a reasonable side to you, sir. All right, so uh, guys, uh, Dragon, you sure you got anything else on your mind tonight? No, you know, if I if I'd have had the lyrics, uh, hell, I'd probably sing with you, but I'd probably make a terrible LL Cool J. So I'll just let you do one. Hang on a second. Here here we go. Um, are you on the internet right now? No. Well, I am, but I can't switch because then I lose. Are you able to I'll click on a link? If I click on the link, it's not, it'll drop the, the talk shoe. Okay, let me see. I have a terrible, terrible computer. Okay, well, it doesn't, let's... It doesn't like sharing RAM. All right, let me see if I can post these lyrics then. I'm just going to post them, like, one by one. It's seriously one of the crappiest songs I've ever heard in my life, by the way. Now, our other guy, our, our other uh, Imperial Keeper, he's probably got a pretty good uh, rap voice. He grew up, you know, right down the road from uh, Sir Mix a lot. So he, he would probably wait, wait, better. Wait, wait. There's not very many, you know. There's not very. There's not really, really any rappers of any substance uh, in Tennessee. But you know, him being up in up in the Northwest, you know, where there was a lot of you know, you know musical influence. Wait, you so know, and MC Hammer, MC Hammer down in uh, you know down in uh, California, not too far from him, and. He has to mix a lot, and uh, uh, who was the who was those grunge people? The guy that shot himself in the head. Oh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, Wait. he's right there, there in Washington. So, so, so there's a lot of influence there. So, so Imperial Creeper, if you want to call in, call in, and we'll, we'll do the song together. You grew up near Sir Mix a lot. Did you know him? <laughs> oh shit! I don't think he knows him, but he probably know, knew of him. You grew up near Sir Mixalot and you joined the clan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you not like Baby Got Back? That was over the edge. No, we never meet. But you. Okay, so you, you grew up near him. What's. How do you not like Baby Got Back, dude? That's. It's a good song. 
And you group. Hey, you know the weird thing about that? Just nearly every convention you go to, they play that song, and and, and white people are up there dancing to it. It's just hilarious. Yeah. To see that. Do they play them at the Klan rallies too? Yeah. They, well, no. Yeah, we don't. Just, really, we play we play religious stuff at the Klan rallies. I don't think the baby got back would, would last very long. Okay, guys, I'm trying to paste these lyrics in here. Um, just give me a second here. I'm just going to have to do them one by one. Well, Imperial Cleeper, if you want to do this song with me. Um... Or Salutrian Pride probably probably could call in and help you. I don't know yeah. how good he is on in rapping, but he could probably, he probably, he may have a better singing voice than all of us. That, yeah. That's Salutrian Pride, not Soul Train. Soul Train Pride. I'm going to call him Soul Train. I don't give a fuck. Why am I like? Why? Why should I be sensitive? He's just a hater, dude. The things that that guy's been saying all night, like I'm not. You're a hate. You're a hate hater. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, come on. I can't. Like, it's I'm not gonna be sensitive about somebody's name when they're screaming about other groups. All right, hang on. Well, he wasn't not... screaming about other groups because it was your your trolls that was one that got everything started. My trolls. The ones that, yeah, your trolls are the ones that got everything started. Who? They're, they're the ones that antagonized every damn thing on the, in the chat. And uh, saying that he was saying that he was dissing you and everything. All he was saying when he asked if anybody missed you, and, and uh, he said it didn't phase you. And then guest number four, guest number no, well, guest number four said not to come on there and and, and diss hate project. And, oh yeah, yeah. well guest number just, four was okay. just fed into it. Well, of I course don't... he's okay because he's on he's on the side that 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 antagonizes us. Right. Okay, so uh, let me see. I'm actually posting LL Cool J's uh, lyrics right here. Um, so, Dragon, if you are interested, swear to God, man. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you fly solo on this, man. Cause I'm just okay. not the, I'm not lyrically uh, inclined. Okay. All right, man. Well, then I gotta I gotta. Do you got any other words, or I'm gonna. Before I, before I let you go? No. You want me to do a beatbox for you or something? A little, little scratch yeah. or something? Can you do a beatbox? <laughs> no. Klansman beatboxer. Come on. Yeah. Fucking incredible is what that is. Get you some black grip. You know, you can do anything to, to uh, you can't touch this. So you have the instrumental to, to, you can't touch this, you can sing any song. And I bet you do that in your private time at your clan oh. time. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't touch that's a what? Yeah, it wouldn't go over very well. Yeah, but you do it in private. We all know that. <laughs> all right. Um, well, okay, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to do this rendition because I promised everybody, and they know they love it. So I'm going to do this, uh, and then I will start wrapping up the show. Uh, so, Dragon, thank you for calling in. Uh, have a good night you so there you go I mean once again we shared some laughs um, I think Dragon suspects that I'm not white uh, judging from previous conversations that we've had um, he's even invited me to clan rallies before I always wonder what it would have been like if I had taken him up on that and met him in person um, I don't know or, you know, he would have just enjoyed these laughs that I provided and that he provided. 
uh, and still just been able to be racist because he could have both. You can have your both your cake and eat it too, basically. So, um, yeah, I always wonder about that. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I also just worry that maybe, um, I, I wasn't trying to do this. Like I try to interact with people and I try to just make people laugh and I try to find funny moments in general. I wonder if, uh, that was just, you know, a way of comforting him, even if he did have doubts about his horrible racist genocidal beliefs, um, Hey, we can all still have a laugh. So I'm still a good guy. I can laugh with people who are even somebody I don't know, you know, um, it's, I don't know what's the word for it. Um, it's sort of, it's sort of letting one off the hook. It's kind of like dissolving any sort of, uh, questioning of oneself, you know, dissolving that process and just, it's like comfort food. Did I provide him comfort food basically? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to do accidental races soon, uh, as a dramatic rendition. Can you brace yourselves? You guys ready? So uh, this is um, your hate as of ignorance will break you. I don't I don't know if that I don't know if that's referring to, but guess number twenty. I don't know what you're referring to, but um, I don't know if you're referring to me or somebody else. Okay. So guys, um, I'm going to um, just do this now. Whew, I just got to psych myself up for it. I'm so sorry. Okay. Think on it. Um, you're talking about soul training. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, sir. Guest 20, so thank you. Um, all right, guys. And now I present to you a dramatic rendition, a theatrical rendition of Brad Paisley's Accidental Racist. To the man that waited on me at the Starbucks down on Maine, I hope you understand. When I put on a t-shirt, the only thing I meant to say is that I am a Skinnerd fan. The red flag on my chest somehow is like the elephant in the corner of the South. And I just walked him right into the room. Just a proud rebel son with an old can of worms. Looking like I got a lot to learn, but from my point of view, I, just a white man, coming to you from the Southland, trying to understand what it's like not to be. I'm proud of where I'm from, but not everything we've done. And it ain't like you and me can rewrite history. Our generation didn't start this nation. We're still picking up the pieces, walking on eggshells, fighting over yesterday, and caught between southern pride and southern blame. They called it reconstruction, fixed the buildings, dried some tears. We're still sifting through the rubble after 150 years. I tried to put myself in your shoes, and that's a good place to begin. But it ain't like I can walk a mile in someone else's skin. Cause I am a white man living in the Southland. Just like you, I'm more than what you see. 
I'm proud of where I'm from, but not everything we've done. And it ain't like you and me can read write history. Our generation didn't start this nation and we're still paying for the mistakes that a bunch of folks made long before we came and caught between Southern pride and Southern blame. Dear Mr. White Man, I wish you understood what the world is really like when you're living in the hood. Just because my pants are sagging doesn't mean I'm up to no good. You should try to get to know me. I really wish you would. Now my chains are gold, but I'm still misunderstood. I wasn't there when Sherman's march turned the South into firewood. I want you to get paid, but be a slave I never could. Feel like a newfangled Django. Dodging invisible white hoods. So when I see that white cowboy hat, I think it's not all good. I guess we're both guilty of judging the cover, not the book. I'd love to buy you a beer, conversate, and clear the air, but I see that red flag and I think you wish I wasn't here. When I'm just a white man, if you don't judge my do-rag, Coming to you from the Southland, I won't judge your red flag. Trying to understand what it's like not to be, I'm proud of where I'm from. If you don't judge my gold chains, but not everything we've done, oh, forget the iron chains. It ain't like you and me can rewrite history, turn to rewrite history, baby. Oh, Dixieland, the relationship between the mates and Dixon needs some fixing. I hope you understand what this is all about. Quite frankly, I'm a black Yankee, but I've been thinking about this lately. I am a son of the New South. The past of the past, you feel me? And I just want to make things right. Let bygones be bygones. We're all that's left to Southern pride. R.I.P. Robert Lee Lee, but I gotta thank Abraham Lincoln. R.I.P. Robert E. Lee, but I gotta thank Abraham Lincoln for freeing me. Know what I mean? It's real, it's real, it's true. And scene. Guys, that was my dramatic rendition of Brad Paisley's Accidental Racism. Accidental Racist, I'm sorry. Um, so if you guys um, if you guys want to come out and see me sometime, you know, I will be at a Stinky Pete's uh, Shrimp Shack in Buda, Texas this coming weekend. Um, I'll be, I'll be kind of like on, on one of the tables. I, I, it, they might kick me out. So if, if we have to be kicked out of Stinky Pete's Shrimp Shack in Buda, Texas, I'll, I'll do it in the parking lot. I'll, 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 I'll do this uh, rendition. Cause I know guys, I know, I know how important my uh, performance was to all of you and how it really made you think about yourself. It was better than the, the original. Um, you know, I think, you know, Brad Paisley and LL could, um, use a little bit of, um, use a little bit of help.
I'm also um I'll also be at um Dickie Snotnose's bar and grill in um in Fairfield, Utah. Um I'm I'm only going to be they told me I can only perform in the uh washroom closet. So guys, just come to the washroom closet. I have to leave it closed, so you're going to have to just come in there with me when I um when I perform that. That's next weekend. This weekend is Sticky Pete's Shrimp Shack in Buda, Texas. And next week is Dickie Snot Nose Bar and Grill in um, Fairfield, Utah, in the wash closet. All right. Um, guest number 22 is writing, why is Dragon muted? Reverse racism. No, uh, we were done with our call, you fucking idiot. Um, but thanks for the comment. Thanks for listening, guys, really. Um if anyone wants to call in, uh, I'll give you a couple more minutes. Uh, if if you want to call in and, and you know talk about my uh, my my performance that I just gave, my dramatic rendering of accidental racist, um, what it's brought up for you, maybe you know made you think about your own life. Maybe you know if you want to like tell me, um, share with me how it stirred your soul a little bit. You're more than welcome to call in. Just call into that number at the bottom there. Call in anonymously. Um, you know, it's cool. Well, that is it for this episode of Paradox of Civility, uh, trying out this new format of commenting as the episode is going on, uh, as I'm revisiting this older episode of The Hate Project. I hope you liked it. If you did or didn't, you're welcome to reach out to me. Uh, tell me by email at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com or on Twitter at Civil Podcast or on our Facebook page. Uh, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.